Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Stephen and Kyle. And we are back after a short holiday hiatus. Um, speaking of which, we hope you all had a wonderful holiday season and are ringing the new year off right, safe and weird. And uh, we hope you have a great 2020, and I hope we all make it to 2021. I highly doubt we will <laughs> with this new war going on with Iran. Dope. Not that dope. Yeah, way to go. Anyway, beyond that, Kyle's going to take you into a interesting little story this evening that he's been researching on, so I'm excited to get into that, but first got to get through all of the business. So check us out at all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Just search up Hollow Sky Podcast and we will be there. Come over, hang out with us, interact, just have a good, weird time. Share some weird stories with us. Speaking of which they have a weird story kyle how are they going to get that to us well you can email us and we can read the story off for you and the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com or you can call in to the hotline which is one eight seven seven eight zero zero hollow or you can use your voice memo app on your smartphone record your story and then email that over to us that would be dope Speaking of which, if you listen to our podcast on the Apple Podcast little app or whatever, pop on over there and leave us a five-star rating and review. Helps us become more visible in the world of the crazy world of podcasts. And if you leave us a five-star and a nice little review, we will shout you out. We got a couple here. I'm going to split them up between a few episodes. First one we've gotten here from Roman Prokupchuk. I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong, but he gave us a five star. And then we had a triple question mark give us a five star. So that's cool. We've been getting a few here and there. So keep it up. We appreciate it. Very much. It's dope. Uh, Where are we at? I don't know. Uh, Before we get into anything, though, I did. I posted on Instagram how I was restarting all the X-Files show again, which is like. 215 to 20 episodes and probably the best show ever it is easily the best show ever but as i was watching the first couple episodes i i had a pretty cool thought in my head that if anybody out there who listens or knows people who have weird pictures why don't you go ahead and email those over to us because i kind of want to print them out and start getting like a little corkboard thing going with all these weird pictures that our listeners have taken. Yeah, send us some UFOs cool. and some big feats. For sure. That'd be dope. It would be dope. I'd be excited. I started watching it again, too. I got Amazon Prime. I saw it on there, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to do this. They're all on Hulu, too. Oh. Well, I have Hulu, too. Yeah. So we'll probably do that. Um... Yeah. Oh, listener story of the day. Speaking of which, send us scary pictures and send us scary stories. Creepy stuff. Paranormal stuff. Our listener story of the day comes from our friend Marshall. He's kind of becoming a regular on here. So he's got another weird account that's happened recently. So we're going to let you listen to that. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Marshall. So I was shopping for Christmas this past Sunday and um, I had an encounter 
with either the paranormal or magic. And I'm not quite sure exactly what happened or how it happened, but it was freaking crazy. And there was somebody else involved too. I'm not the only person um, to like see this happen um, per se. But anyways, here's what happened. So I live in Alton, Illinois. And if anybody knows about Alton or does research um, about paranormal and uh, haunted American cities, Alton is, is literally the most haunted or maybe at least one of the most haunted places in the United States of America. And there's a lot of history in our town and uh, it's an old river town on a bluff. But anyways, I was shopping at It's Raining Zen in the Mineral Springs Mall, which used to be um, this big mall, you know, in downtown Alton. And uh, there was a, you know, a big swimming pool in the basement. And uh, even at one point uh, in the history of the place, there was a slaughterhouse in the basement as well, which is kind of creepy. And they do haunted tours at this place and they have uh even had like some tv shows shot there um for travel channel and stuff which is pretty cool um just to kind of give a little bit of credibility to what possibly uh, may have happened for me or what some definitely happened some definitely happened i just don't know what the hell happened it's pretty crazy <laughs> all right anyways so i'm shopping in this store and uh, Zen's like a crystal shop. It's got precious stones, incense, um, you know, stuff like that. A lot of crystals, a uh, lot of energy in that store. And there's a book section. And I was looking for a book for my wife. And I was just scrolling the shelf. just little like three foot shelf to head, you know, probably like six feet tall. It's got, you know, different shelvings of books. But anyways, I'm scrolling and I, uh, my eyes catch this book that say cat magic, cat magic. And it was just for a second, like I was just scrolling. I just kind of caught it, you know, and I kept going and I'm scrolling down. And as I'm scrolling down like a shelf or two underneath, I'm thinking to myself, that sounds interesting. Sasha would be really into that, I bet. Let's check it out. You know, let's re let's uh, let's pull it out, see what's up. So I go back up to the shelf, and I'm looking for the book that says Cat Magic. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm like, what the hell? Where is this book at? I can't see it. So I, I start scanning like other shelves, thinking maybe, you know, maybe I, you know, I'm just on the wrong shelf. I stood there for a minute or two just staring at this shelf and could not find this book that says Cat Magic. So eventually an employee walks by. Um, his name is Daniel. And I stop him and I said, Daniel, I'm looking for this book. I literally just seen it and it like vanished on me and I cannot find it anywhere. Um, I must be overlooking it. It's called Cat Magic. 
have you have you have you can you help me find it and he goes yeah we have we hold on yeah it's right it's up here somewhere and he's like look and he's like look and he's like oh you know what we sold that book yesterday but we do have a book called cat magic and i'm like what like dude i just freaking seen that book on this shelf and he was like dude that book was on this shelf in this particular like the second shelf up he's like that's the shelf that the book was on and I was mind blown and he was mind blown because I had no idea previous that they had this book at this place and he knew that the book was at the place but he had no idea I was looking for the book and I'm like bro I just seen this book I can't find it help me find it he's looking he and then when I tell him that I just seen it you know and, and then it's pulled off the shelf like what the freaking fuck <laughs> But anyways, I'm sitting there mind blown. He's like, dude, that's freaking crazy. Like, um, but it, he went back to the back and got me another book, um, this cat magic book and brought it to me. And, uh, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty nifty little book. If you're into like spells and stuff, it's a book on how to, um, like do spells with your cat. And my wife, absolutely loves cats and we have a few and actually one of them is uh in the kitty hospital right now with a um like a uti he was uh pissing crystals so it was just really weird that like that book like called to me so freaking hard like i i'm just scrolling i see this book on the shelf you know i come back up to it thinking that looks interesting and it's not freaking there. And then it just got really crazy when I asked the employee, like, hey, I just seen this book, Cat Magic. And he's like, dude, we sold that book yesterday. It's not up here. I have to go back to the back to get it. Like, what the freaking fuck, dude? Like, I seen it clear as day. And I've never seen that book before in my past. Like, how? Like, how? It was the same, like, like tan and, like, like dark lettering like two that I seen in my head that's on the edge of the book when it's sitting in the shelf and anyways just a little bit of mind blow that I had over the weekend and I wanted to share it with you guys because I thought it was pretty cool and uh, <laughs> yeah hopefully you guys get a kick out of that too um, have a good one peace first off thanks Marshall for your uh, odd little cat book story there um, I'm going to start out by saying uh, Alton does have a lot of haunted history. It's There's tons and tons of books and all kinds of stuff from McPike Mansion to the Mineral Springs Hotel. It's just a pretty active spot. And if you're in Alton and you want to go tour Mineral Springs, make sure you pop into its Rainings Inn and check out their little store they have going on there. Me and Sarah's been in there a few times, and it's pretty cool. Back to the story at hand. That is an odd uh odd little encounter i don't know if it was i don't know would it be like a like a time slip maybe maybe not really maybe like an astral projection i kind of thought when i listened to it the first time at first i thought he was just confused like he thought because he like, saw it no more more like it happens all the time where you you see something then you go past it and then you're like wait a minute i want to go back and find it and then for whatever reason, you just can't lock on to it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. there, 
It's just you keep constantly overlooking it. And that's what I thought had happened at first. But then, you know, he drops the bomb where he asked the employee, and they're like, no, we sold that yesterday. Yeah, that was gone yesterday. And he's like, no, because it was it was right here. And the guy's like, no, dude, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely odd. Because when I was first listening to it, I was like, well, maybe I just compared it to like, you know, like how you think you like maybe set your keys somewhere or the remote or your phone or some shit and you go back to get it and it's gone. But then I'm like, no, he definitely locked eyes on yeah this book. And then when he went back up to look at it. I mean, it is a book on magic. Cat magic. It is cat magic, but it's magic nevertheless. True. So, also, if you're into cat magic and magic itself, try to find cat magic. It's probably on Amazon. Or, yeah. hell, Training Zen probably has one. He yeah. was talking about his poor cat having urinary tract problems, pissing crystals and shit. Our cat, shout out Leroy Jenkins, has the same shit. That sucks. Yeah, he's got to be on expensive medicine and stuff to keep his pisser good. Well, just take him to the crystal shop. Dude, maybe I'll get the book. Might as well. That's dope. But it's <laughs> I don't like I don't even know what to make of it. Like it's so I don't know. Bizarre. I don't know either because you wouldn't think it'd be paranormal per se. Like if I had to go with anything, it's gonna be magic or like time slip. Astral projection, something, like the book something the book like showed that. itself and was like You need Marshall, to get me you need to get this for your old lady. Score brownie points. Yeah. And it caught his eye enough for him to ask about it. You know? Right. So and He said it was the exact same book that he's seen. Maybe it was just the book. Like, the book came to you. You know? Like, the book's like, you got this. This is the dude that needs to take me home. Because he has cats. And a uh, wife that does magic. There you go. But, anyway. We finally solved one. Thanks again, Marshall, for calling in and sharing your story with us. I love when you call in. Your stories are so, like, you're so into it. It's dope. It is awesome. Um, From there, we're going to do kind of a 180. Kyle's going to take us to something a little less uh, fun and chipper. Yeah. More heinous and conspiratorial. Yeah. If that's a word. It is now. So, Kyle. Pretty good at that. Take the wheel. I'll do my best. But uh, where are we going? I don't know. No, we're going to October 28th, 1943, on board the USS Eldridge, a destroyer escort that was apparently involved involved in top-secret experiments. Great. Designed to control the oceans during World War II. Nothing ever good comes from top-secret experiments. I'm throwing that out there right now. And when usually when it involves the government. <laughs> Word. So apparently, the government was trying to make its ships invisible to enemy radar. Others say it was trying to make the ship completely invisible, like it's not even there. Oh, well. So there's that. But basically, what they did, they fitted the ship with top-secret generators. Also probably not good. No. And there are conflicting reports on these generators, but for time's sake, we're just going to say they're top-secret generators. And on a clear summer's day, they fired the generators up. As the generators came to power, a greenish-blue glow surrounded the ship, (laughs) which is fucking weird. That cannot be a good sign. No. 
and before everyone knew it, the ship was gone. Completely disappeared. So, mission accomplished. Yeah, and apparently... Invisibled. Between, from what I found, that the total missing time was around roughly four hours. Yeah. So that's well, a, that's that. a that's pretty a, pretty decent chunk of time. Pretty substantial chunk of time. Right. And it's so weird when you research this because it's it's like a 50-50 split. So it's either this is a bullshit hoax or it's 100% real. That seems to be what I, you know, in my research that I've found. Not a lot of gray area. Not really. Hmm. But um Four hours. I did not know it was gone for that long. Yeah, that's that's, that's some of the reports that I found. <clears throat> you know, it's two to four hours somewhere in that neck of the woods. Like a long ass time. Yeah, it's yeah, it was gone for a minute. Usually, you think of like, I don't know if I'm gonna give away the thing here, but teleportation is gonna be something quick. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> you'd think so. Four hours is fucking. And that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of what happened per <laughs> the uh like the Navy shipyards. Because shortly after it disappeared in Philadelphia, it was spotted in Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia. But apparently the witnesses there said as quickly as it appeared, it disappeared again. And ended back up where it started at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. So I read that the Norfolk Shipyard was like 300 plus miles away from the Pennsylvania Shipyard. Yeah. And they're saying that... It just showed up and disappeared like that. That's that's to my in understanding, yes. Virginia. So there's still two to four hours of unaccounted for time that is they don't know where in the hell this boat is, right? Correct. That sucks. Yeah. And so the the early testing of said technology on the USS Eldridge involved animals, which kind of for me is a little bit an untold part of the story. I hadn't really heard about this, but apparently these animals were placed in metal cages, which, I mean, kind of makes sense. You wouldn't want a bunch of animals running amok on your ship. But after the ship had gotten, and they, they succeeded again. They they did it, and after the ship had gotten back from its journey, some of the animals had radiation poisoning, they had mysterious burns, and <laughs> some of them just went missing. They were never seen again. So when they did these first animal tests, were they just trying to make it invisible? Or were they actually trying to teleport? I think the original goal was just to make it invisible. So they tried it, and it was fucked. And all these animals came back all messed up. Yeah. So like, let's just try it on people. Exactly. That's literally what I have written down. (laughs) So what's the next best step? Humans. Yeah, let's just try it on people, you know? And I mean, it'll be fine. Yeah, it... It totally fits the M.O. of every crazy fucking scientist that's like, dude, we did it. It's going to be fine. I mean, there's some there's some hiccups, but for the most part, like, we're good. Success. It disappears. Invisibility <laughs> achieved. Yeah. So let's go. <laughs> At no cost. Let's go fuck the Nazis up. No cost. Too great. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did, People are oh fucking dumb. Like, we're not even in the meat of it, and I've no. already got questions. Like, did the soldiers on the ship even know they were going to be part of this? Now, wackadoo from what I found, experiment? it seems like most of them didn't have a fucking clue. Of course not, because who would want to get radiation burns? Right. Now, back to the crew, you know, they 
So they put the crew on here. They they did the same exact test. But the crew who came back reported all types of discomforts. Now, it, it, the reports range from nausea, insanity, burn marks, and it seems that those were the lucky ones. There were, rumor has it, there were others that were just fused to the metal of the ship. Yeah, I was reading that shit. Yeah, so they came back, and they were just basically welded to the ship, still alive. Yeah, they said whatever, wherever the boat went or whatever happened when all the energy was pushed through the boat, it like broke down the the molecular uh, build of their body and the molecular build of the steel and melded them together when it came back. Said there were guys that were like on the bow of the boat and they were like sunk halfway in. Yeah, like the floor started to go go away. And guy, there was one guy with his hand was completely like welded in welded into the wall and shit I read. That fuck fucking sucked. They said there were guys on fire. Did you do No, I that? didn't see that. Yeah, I heard that there were soldiers on fucking fire. <laughs> Did Can you, you imagine, imagine that? walking onto that boat? Well, just imagine you're the asshole that's stuck to the damn boat. Your hands stuck in a piece of metal. You're like, "Well, this sucks." And then you see one of your buddies run by on fire <laughs> and you're like, "Well, <laughs> is life really that bad?" Should have chose a different life path. Right. And, and guys that just disappeared, just didn't, they don't even know, they yeah. just flat out didn't come back. Exactly. They're, they're, they're lost in the ether. It, yeah, I was saying that some guys rematerialized inside out. What? And that others just didn't come back. They didn't materialize ever again. But yeah, I heard, so is, <laughs> I heard stories of guys even, being turned inside out. So they're, they're a skeleton. Well, yeah, with fucking guts and shit hanging everywhere. That's even war. Were they, I wonder if they were alive. I don't know. I read that the. I hope not. <clears throat> I read that the guys that were the fuck you even talk like that. <laughs> the guys that were primarily fused with the boats, like the ones that were fused from the bottom half up. Yeah. Or from the, yeah, the bottom was fused with the boat. They were still alive but dying. Oh, I'm sure. How like? Oh, it's so, it's so f- sci-fi. That it's hard to even wrap your brain around. It is. You know what I mean? It is, but it's a fun it's a fun conspiracy, and it's one that's been hung. It wasn't you know. fun for them. No, 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 no. When you turn into a boat. Yeah. I mean, it's like reverse Transformers. Yeah. And fucking horrible. <laughs> you know, but... And that that's basically... Like, when you when you go digging into this, that's kind of the gist of the, of the whole experiment. There's not a whole lot more to that story so just make the whole boat a shit show yeah people that was the end goal people inside out people fused to metal and people disappeared yep now i know it sounds crazy you know the whole idea of turning something invisible or or teleportation or whatever the fuck it is fuck no i don't put anything past the government but you know, if you turn back the hands of time, in the 1930s... Like that Cher song, If I Could Turn Back Time. Well, that's, that's where I got the quote from. Perfect. In the 1930s, Nikola Tesla was involved in experimenting with the movement through time and space. And then the project got handed over, or at least it changed locations, to Princeton's Institute of Advanced Studies in 1939. 
Now here, they apparently were able to make small objects invisible, so they actually did it. And to no one's surprise, once the government found out about this technology, they wanted it for themselves. Of course. So, I need to look into that. Like, when they say they make small objects invisible, it makes me wonder if it's on a molecular level, like made them just dissipate and then bring them back together, or if it's some kind of, like, ocular thing that they've done. Right, like, we just, like, like tricks if you of make light a, If you shit. make an apple disappear, and you know exactly where that location's at, and you poke it, you're like, oh, shit, the apple's still there. Yeah. Or, or you go to poke it, and it's not there. Because that's not being invisible. That's, that's being, being fucking gone. Teleported, yeah. That's gone. Yeah, those are two different things, fucking Institute for Science Smarties. Yeah, but... Get it straight. You know, and to try to lend more credibility to the story, there was was a man named Morris K. Jessup, and apparently he began receiving letters from a a man named Carlos Allende. I don't know how to say your last name, but I'm going to do the best I can with it. Each letter apparently came with its own return address, and each address was always a dead end, normally to, like, abandoned farmhouses or just abandoned houses. Oh, so So, each of them came with a different return address. Yeah, so there's there's something weird right there. Now, in these letters, Carlos talks about how Einstein completed his theory on unified field theory relating gravity and electromagnetic forces. So, one of the, I guess you could say, cover-ups of this is that they claim that all this got took out of context. So, in World War II, the Nazis were using magnetic-guided mines and, and missiles. So, what the government, the U.S. government was trying to do was trying to, to fuck with magnetics in a way... To where these mines and missiles couldn't lock onto their ships. That way they could just navigate the waters kind of freely, so to speak. And apparently that procedure is called degaussing. Now that's what they were trying to do, per some explanations. But Alan did Alan Day, or however the hell you say his name, claims he's seen the ship disappear. And he even claims that he was at a bar. And seeing sailors disappear. So he w- he actually witnessed it take place. That's his claim. Has any other witnesses came forward? Now, there were, later on, there were two men that came forward. And the one dude's name is also hard to pronounce, which isn't that surprising. It's like Al Bilkik and... Uh, Hey, Hollow Cult, the weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tecovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tecovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids. And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their the local Tacova store 
have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be? Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Some Cameron guy. I'm trying to find his name, but I can't. I didn't mean to jump the gun there, but no, I was cool. thinking if Carlos came forward saying he saw this shit, and apparently people in Norfolk said that they saw it too, you know, because the people at that shipyard said, hey, we saw the boat, and it was here for a second, and then it was gone. You'd think that people would, there'd be more than one person. Yeah, one would think. Yeah, this says... Um, a flash of blue light teleported to Norfolk, Virginia, over 200 miles away. It's claimed that the Eldred sat for some time in view of men aboard the SS Andrew Furis? Fur, Furis? Furisith? Whatever. We're really shitty at reading tonight. Yeah, there's some and pronouncing hard words. words. Whereupon the Eldred vanished and then reappeared in Philadelphia. So, apparently, there was more than just Carlos, but nobody really came forward with their account. Yeah, and it didn't help that there wasn't an actual roster for the ship either. Oh, weird. Conspiracy. Yeah, so there, there's that. I, I did cut you off where you were talking about him being at the bar. Yeah. So, yeah, he said he saw some of the sailors at the bar. Yeah, that's about as far as I was willing to dive into that. I heard that, like, when he was at the bar with sailors that were supposedly on the boat, that they got into a fight... And these sailors that were part of the experiment actually started disappearing in the middle of the fight. That, to me, that sounds a little outlandish. Far-fetched, yeah. I, when I heard it, I'm like, man, it's going to really make me question this dude's credibility. Right, and that's I didn't look into that too far. I mean, I, I do want to throw out theories of people debunking the situation, but... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't want to look too far into that. Yeah, one. it just makes me question it that much more. Right. Because if you're in a bar and there's a, a fight breakout and half of the party of the fight disappear, people are gonna notice. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? So why why people wouldn't come forward? Yeah. At I that just point, thought I'd throw that know, out there. You, you know, I know if I was the bartender and I started seeing people disappear, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Like, how are these people just disappearing before my eyes? What did you give me to drink? Right. First off. But I just thought I'd throw that out there because the a lot of this story is based around the eyewitness account of one person for the most part. Yeah. But So you have to you have to take it with a grain of salt. In these in these letters that he was sending this uh this Jessup guy, he even recalls the accounts that were already reported earlier. So the nausea, the catching on fire, the fusing the ships, blah, 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 blah. But he even added to those events saying that some men were literally stuck in time and would remain motionless unless a crew member would reach out and grab them. 
Just frozen? <clears throat> I guess the way I look, I see it is, so imagine the ship is moving through time, and the ship itself is, we'll just say, sta- we'll say time is moving around the ship. So the ship's kind of stagnant, right? And some of these men, for whatever reason, ended up in the, I guess, the other part. Not the ship, but they're out in time itself. So they're just kind of there, stuck. That's kind of the way I see it in my head, is that they're just stuck out there until a crew member's like, hey, man, reaches out, and grabs just, a hold of him, and then pulls him back over to where they are. I don't that's I don't understand how it works, but that's what he's claiming. It's like it's like whatever they did to this boat, they just said, you know the laws of physics? Hell with them. We don't yeah, need them we're anymore. We're throwing it right out the window. It's just so bizarre. It is, and so much so that Morris was interested in these letters. I mean, who wouldn't be? Because he, you know, he wrote a book earlier in life about finding a UFO and and the the equipment aboard this UFO. So this man was already interested, invested in this type of stuff. So he wrote back asking for more evidence and information, but Carlos never did respond, and Jessup ended up dismissing the stories and basically thinking that Carlos was a nut. Well, understandable. Absolutely, especially if the dude's not going to provide any more evidence. And it's weird that, I keep cutting you off here, but I'm looking into it as we're going, that they said this happened sometime around 1943, but the story didn't break until 1955. Right. When the letters were sent. Right? Right. So, so Carlos would assume that just, Carlos popped it open. Yeah, just sat on this for almost 15 years. But you do see a lot of people do that shit. True. I mean, even now, we're questioning his credibility. Can you imagine being in 1950s when he's like, man, I saw people disappear. Yeah. His boat disappeared and came back. People were fused to the boats. People were on fire. They'd be like, Carlos leave the bar <laughs> so okay understandable yeah I'm gonna give him credit there but Sorry. in an odd turn of events Jessup was actually visited by the office of naval research oh well and they presented Jessup with a copy of his own book um which like I, I said is something about finding the UFO Jessup's book Yes. Okay. Now, apparently it was sent to the Office of Naval Research, and all it said on it was Happy Easter. So the people there opened it up. It was a copy of Jessup's book. Now, inside the book was all these annotations written by three different people. So the way I take that is you have the man's book, his theories and everything are written inside, and then you have these three other outside beings who have read the book but are kind of making little notes like, eh, it's actually like this. Yeah, footnotes. You know, it's like this. Yeah, just a, b- a bunch of footnotes. Now, what's weird is, for one, that the Office of Naval Research t- obviously took it serious because yeah, they actually followed through. To hunt through. him down and find where he lives and personally take it to him, something sparked their radar. Right. 
Now, like I like I, sta- I stated that there were three different handwritings in this book. Jessup actually identified one of these handwritings as Carlos's handwriting. Oh, weird. So that adds to the mystery surrounding the situation. Gives Carlos more credibility. It does give Carlos credibility, which is kind of fucked up. Did they ever figure out who the other two's handwriting was? Nope, but I'm getting there. Okay. They still don't figure They haven't figured it out, but these annotators called themselves gypsies for whatever reason. And these gypsies spoke of UFO and physics that were previously mentioned in the book, but they spoke of it like they had higher or insider knowledge, like they created it or knew more about it than anybody else did. They also referred to at least two kinds of people or beings living in outer space. What? So now we go from a government experiment with some of the brightest men on the planet. You know, Einstein was involved. Research from Tesla was involved. And God knows who else. But now we go from that to possibly... Alien technology. Which also makes sense. Absolutely. If we get that in our hands, we obviously don't know what the hell to do with it. So no, and you that. know that we're going to start playing with it. Yeah, let's try it on people. It'll Why be fine. Not? That's what we always do. It's going to be fine. And it seemed, from what I have gathered, it seemed that after that, the Carlos connection kind of died. Like, that was as far as it went. There was no other follow-up. I guess they never were able to get a hold of Carlos again. He just kind of disappeared into thin air. Disappeared. I do find it ironic how Jessup took the time to write Carlos back. Like, hey, man, could you provide more information? Could you do this? Could you do that? And then later on in life, this book shows up. Yeah. So was that his form of more evidence or was it just more icing on top of this hoax? Did they make much sense of like what was written in the footnotes? Not really. I mean, apparently Did they're posted ex- somewhere out there and they said it's on what Jessup's theories were. I, I think so. And some people were saying that's a pretty interesting re- read, but it's, it almost I'll seemed like, out. The more I chased this down, the more and more people were leaning toward this being a hoax. Yeah, it's it's widely debated, and it, most people lean toward it being just some sort of fantasy-written type thing. They got spiraled out of control when Jessup received these letters. Because no one had talked about it, apparently, before 55 when Jessup started getting these letters. Yeah, and I know. Is, I, so is is the Eldridge an actual ship? Is there? Yes. There's yes. There's, there's actual evidence. There's like a paper trail of it being a boat. Yeah, and there there were claims that the ship wasn't even done being constructed during the time of all of this, hmm. which is also convenient. Hmm. You know, so it kind of depends on how. What are you more of a skeptic or are you more of a believer? And the, not the itinerary, I guess, but the list of soldiers on the boat didn't exist. Nope. So, what 
happened to the soldiers on the boat. <laughs> I don't know. And they also had a, I don't know what you'd call like a ship itinerary of where it had been during this, you know, later on in life, like it'd been in this coast sailing, blah, 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 blah. So like, there's no way it could be linked yet. But if you question everything like I do there, I mean, is it just convenient that we go from not having any, any information on this, this boat at all to, well, as a matter of fact, it it wasn't (laughs) even done. It wasn't done, even done being constructed at this time. Um, it was over here at this given point in time. I don't know. I mean, like I said, you're either a skeptic or you're a believer. So with all you these know, people, your side. with all these soldiers that died and disappeared and invisible and all that shit, what, like, how does a whole boat full of soldiers die or disappear and their families not question it? Well, you know, that, that brings me to kind of this this man that I found, William Moore, he wrote a book about it, and it goes into similar details. Now, as the believer, I'm more of a believer than a skeptic. This is where I find it to get a little shifty, because... What? Oh, carry on. Oh, I was just reading ahead. I thought you were pointing at something. Uh... There have been possibilities presented as to why it was a hoax. Now, Moore says it was an experiment, but it involved a theory in flooding the ship with low-level frequency. And apparently this type of frequency messes with the crew's minds kind of like a, an LSD would mess with their minds. So they would, they would experience hallucinations, nausea, vomiting, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Which, which would explain... Seeing people melded into the steel, exactly. People on fire, exactly. People suspended in time. Yes. But now, my question is, where was Carlos on the boat? I don't believe so. How did he know all this was going on? I don't know. It seems to be more or less a mystery. Damn it, Carlos! He'd be—he's almost like the injured cold of this. That's Philadelphia experiment, you know, but um, he's like the puppet master. Now, apparently, in the movie, there's they they based a movie off of this, and this it gets even weirder because I guess in the movie, two men jump off the boat while it was traveling through time and space, and there was even real life accounts of this quote unquote, where these two men, that Cameron and Al Billick, jumped off the boat in 1943 and ended up in like 1984 around the shores of Montauk. Dude, just could the other two handwritings be the two dudes that jumps off the boat? It's possible. Damn. Because, and it, and I bring up Which those two names. Why the, I, I know I wrote those fucking names down in my notes and I cannot find it. But, those two individuals also link heavily into the Montauk Project, which is fucking weird. And that's a whole different story. Yeah, and it's got a lot of back information. But anyways, so you have that little tidbit of information, and then, conveniently enough, this William Moore guy says that there were two men who jumped off the ship 
and drowned in the water, which apparently later on, the Navy just told their families they died in service and completely covered up what had really happened. So at what point in time did these two guys jump off the boat? I want to say they jumped off the boat in 1943. And when they landed, it was like 1984 or some shit like that. The ones that drowned? No. That's the one I'm asking about. I'm assuming that would happen, that those two happened the initial experiments. That would have been in in 1943. Okay. And they're just like, uh, sorry. Yeah, they died in service. They, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I mean, nobody has any reason to question that. Nope. No. I mean, you're, as a, as a family member, you're, you're probably just going to start grieving. Yeah. Or be proud. You know, like my, my son or my brother died defending his country. Yep. You know, you're not going to, you're not even going to question it. And it was around wartime. So, but like we, and then like we reason, reason, recently stated, there was also no crew roster for the entire ship either. So not only did was there no crew roster, the men didn't know they were part of this experiment. They had low-level frequency that gave the effects of LSD. And all, this, all these other little oddities, it just so happens to match up with the story. But on a, on a lesser side, you know, on a lesser detail. Yeah, making it more, ex- it's a more acceptable explanation. That's kind of what I vibe from it. Like, like, man, there was some weird ass stuff going on, but it's not that weird if you're on LSD. Right. And I mean, as the believer, you know, I like to be skeptic, but I, I'm more of a believer. I just find it way too convenient that the stories match up ever so slightly like here's my story and this other guy over here is like I know how we can get past the story yeah. we'll just act like everybody was on drugs and yeah cause seeing, <laughs> and then we're the government so we'll just cover it the fuck up seeing a dude welded to a ship is bizarre yeah nobody's gonna believe that unless you're on drugs yeah especially acid then it's normal. He was bombing acid. People see fucked up shit on acid all the time. Yeah. It's a perfect plan. Chalk one up for the government. <laughs> you got us again. And that that's kind of, in a nutshell, the Philadelphia experiment. It It is the tip of the spear. It basically helped start the Montauk Project, which in the next episode... In our next episode, that's what I plan on diving into. Get ready for that. So it's, it, I got a lot of information on that one. But back to this story, how stuff works suggested that the green glow surrounding the ship when it took off, came back, could possibly be explained by an electrical storm. But if you recall... This experiment first took place involving the men on a warm summer's day. Hmm. And there was also a discovery of inland canals that apparently connect Norfolk to Philadelphia. Hmm. So there's Could you that get too. there in four hours? I don't know. The the, the quote was a couple or several hours. It didn't ex- exactly give a time frame. 
Hmm. Interesting. So there's that. But I think, for me personally, at the end of the day, you know, I asked, I have it written down here, was it alien drives on the ships, cloaking devices, teleportation drives? Was it all a hoax? I personally don't believe that it was a hoax because you had too many genius minds working on this. You know, you had Einstein, Tesla, and... Possibly aliens. And then there was, uh, later on, there was a German scientist that helped in this type of experiment and all this bullshit. I think that they stumbled onto something. You know, they were going for this one outcome. The outcome itself evolved. They stumbled onto something else, which would be basically time travel. Or teleportation. Or teleportation. Shit. Yeah. Keep going. And Einstein and these guys were kind of like, let's not fuck with this. Or they perfected it, which is why we don't hear any more about this shit. Which is why people go missing all the time. It's possible. I'm kind of, where am I at in this camp? I question Carlos's credibility. But I'm going to do that with anybody when For there's sure. only one single witness. And especially when he comes through with stories about invisible bar fights and shit like that. That one but that one kind of fucks me up. But I'm kind of leaning toward the government. I'm kind of with you on this. I feel like the government got its hands on or created some kind of technology. And they were working on invisibility. For sure. And when they started effing with it. It turned into a case of teleportation. I don't know if it was alien technology. I don't know if it was from Tesla and Einstein. Is like, hey, try this, try this. Apparently, there were soldiers in the little side notes that I found that claimed to have seen aliens on their little travel. There wasn't much more detail to that. LSD, dog. But there's, you know, yeah, (laughs) it was probably drugs. It was probably DMT. You know, and like, like we were saying... Even if the even if they mess with it and it fucked up on them, people died. So the government has an obligation to be like, we can't just say, "Hey, we were fucking with time travel," and these guys got melted to a fucking ship. No, they died in service. Yes. So the the government would at this point have every reason to completely cover this up. And if you are gonna sit here and tell me. The government can't fake ship logs or this, that, and the other. You are, I don't, I'm sorry, but you're In the dark. Yeah. I, it's just, I don't know, man. It almost, like, I could almost put it, like, to a total conspiracy point to where from 43 to 55, the government thought they had this covered up, right? Oh, yeah. So then maybe families of the guys on the ship start questioning shit. Questioning shit, questioning shit, questioning shit. Then they use Morris, Jessup, as a little pawn to their scheme here. Yeah. They have Carlos break the story open like, hey, put this shit together and send it to this UFO writer, an astronomer here, this little nobody, and see see what we can do with this. Yeah, because... See, see, how, see how much this will float. In his book, he was talking about Einstein Einstein's theory and how it may possibly power... Space spacecraft. Weird. So that may have been the icebreaker. Like, 
you know, uh, Carlos was like, hey, like you, you need to keep digging because you're on the right path here. Yeah, you're on the path, or you're on the path we want you to be. Yeah. On. So blow this shit open. Yeah, and they're just like they're just testing the waters to see how many how much people buy into this and what what does the public think? It's a hoax. Yep. There's no way there's time travel. There's no way there's teleportation. Like, and then to cap it all off, I don't know if you're going this direction. Check right there. Did you see that? No. Okay. To cap it all off, not five years, not five damn years after Jezup released the story, he lost his publisher, lost all his success, and just happened to commit suicide in Florida. Weird. On April 30th, 1959. What if he kept digging? What if he, he kept probably getting fucking closer? did. The government's like, you know what? You're about to get teleported. Yeah. And then... Back to what you were saying earlier about how, like how ev- everybody was saying, oh, it's a hoax. We can't time travel. And then circa of like, what, 2018, scientists are like, hey, we actually think that our universe is bumping up against another universe, and that's why weird shit's happening in outer space. It'll be fine. But oh, we can't dude, that's time travel. Whole, that's gonna. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm the alternate dimension, multiple universe guy, and I go on that tangent every time. But my next episode, I'm just gonna run through that. It's been on my mind the last three weeks. For it's good reason. With me. For good reason. Like I told you, I, I you know what I'm not even, I'm not even gonna talk about it. You're no, just gonna have to talk, you're gonna have to tune in whenever we record that. Yeah, but in back the future. back to the story. Yeah, I my mean, bad. I agree that it is way too ironic that old boy loses everything, loses his publisher. Like within five years, he becomes completely discredited, and then kills himself. Yeah, he even went on to just try to write UFO books, and not, nothing. No, nope. they would they didn't do anything. So come on. Let's let's put two and two together here. Sounds awfully governmental of them yeah. to suicide dude, him. Dude probably got suicided. And he was he they probably found high doses of LSD in his system. Yeah. To lend to their conclusion Con- on the condolences situation. Condolences to Jessup's family on the real though. For sure. That that's a shitty outcome. Absolutely. A shitty situation. So Basically, at the end of the day here, what do you guys think? You think yeah. it was a conspiracy, a cover-up? If anyone's looked into it, deep-dived it, and wants to add or correct anything that we've said, please feel free to jump in. Jump on the Facebooks, on all of the uh, social media, or even call us. Let us know what you think or what you know. I'd Hopefully somebody out there has proved that it was aliens. Well, they're just going to teleport the ship on top of my house. Better your house than mine. That's true. I'll just move in with you. That's fine. I'll move into the garage. Yeah, we got a little bit of room. That's true. Not a lot. It'd be easy to podcast. Yeah. You just have to come inside. Yeah, it'd be dope. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy. But that is our uh, little little dip into the Philadelphia experiment. So we hope you enjoyed it. And um, I just want to take the time to shout all of you out. You guys are excellent. We love you all. We've been having a lot of uptick lately in downloads, yeah. and we're catching a little bit of steam, and it is dope. So I just want to thank you guys for all the shares and all the likes and all the talking. And, uh, we Much appreciated. We wouldn't be where we're at if it wasn't for you. No, so not even close. We love you guys. And on that note, 
we're gonna wrap it up until next time uh check us out on our socials come over talk to us hang out with us just be send creepy. us cool pics yeah send stories us, send us weird stuff and uh send us your weird stories that's what Kyle just said, and I yeah. repeated it for some reason. That's cool. You can figure out how to do that at the beginning of the episode. It's a time loop. Yeah, definitely. But until next time, especially in the turbulent world we live in today, stay safe and stay weird, and we'll see you around.